another edition of Sports Meets Money, where our business is sports. My name is Alejandro, aka Ale Suave, and I'm joined here with the co-host, my brother. Uh, Med, aka Med Raza. So I was going to leave it at Ale, but I've started saying my cool name, so anyways, today we have an episode featuring the two biggest fighters in the sport of boxing. That being Errol Spence versus Terrence Buck Crawford. Man, tell us why this could possibly be the fight of the year. Okay, so you got some people saying this is the biggest fight since probably Fury Wilder won, which has the legendary knockdown. Like, how did he get up? Yep. That boy got up like The Undertaker, man. That was great. Yeah, and for me... Why I think this is one of the biggest fights in boxing in a long time is because even though we just got Ryan Garcia and Tank Davis, which was something that we all were interested to see how that would go versus what we got here now. It's like we've been waiting years for Crawford and Spence to finally match up against each other. You know, Spence having gone been gone through his you know, car accident. He had a retinal tear that could have potentially ended his career early. And then we got Buck Crawford, who just promotionally with top rank, I guess they could never make the deals with these other networks. Uh, but finally, Buck Crawford is not with top rank. And Errol Spence is healthy. He looks good from what I saw when they arrived yesterday. And so I'm going to give you my tell of the tape here. So these with a combined record of 67-0, we got two of the best welterweights going toe-to-toe finally. Spence being ranked number one in the world, Crawford being ranked number two. Spence has a record of 28-0 with 22 knockouts. Crawford has 39-0, is 39-0 with 30 knockouts. Uh, I'd say one of uh, Spence's most notable wins would be against uh, Sean Porter, where he had to really dig deep and fight, you know, show why he should be the best welterweight or show show why he was the best welterweight in the world. You also got that recent knockout right after he got out that car accident against your Dennis Ugas, who had just beat the legendary Manny Pacquiao. As for Crawford, for me, the resume isn't as good as Spence. I mean, his most notable win uh, would be Amir Khan, uh, Kell Brook, and uh, he also beat Sean Porter, all by ways of knockout. Um, and these boys, they stand five foot eight, five foot nine, and Crawford having that two inch reach advantage. So. With all that being said, let's get into why Undisputed so is a... In what is the most anticipated welterweight fight in so long? And uh, I want to touch on one thing you said earlier before tail of the tape. We've been waiting for this fight for years, right? Yeah. So before even adding the Undisputed, it makes it even have a crazier fight. I don't think we've wanted a fight for so many years recently other than maybe when we were in high school 
and we finally got Pacquiao Mayweather. Yeah. But unlike that fight, these guys are still at a relatively young age. They're not like way past their prime. Yeah, they're still in their prime. I would say like they're towards the end of it, but I wouldn't say like this is something for the money. It's more like we finally get to get it on and we both are in our prime. So, yeah. And like I was alluding to earlier, this fight's also for an undisputed. Now, if you're trying to remember what that means, a lot of the background information of terms you might hear, like even organizations like WBA, PBC, WBO, if you're trying to remember all these are new to boxing, well, welcome to our world. It's a great world, honestly, to be in. And secondarily, you should really refer to our prior, actually our original boxing episode, which was the preview to Tank Davis and Ryan Garcia. Mm -hmm. We actually went through a lot of breakdown in other episodes, so... For a fresher, it's always available for you guys. Now back to this. Undisputed being across an entire weight class, you've won all of the major belts. The thing is, we keep seeing Undisputed a lot more. We're just in an era of Undisputed, honestly. Look, despite this fight, um, Devin Haney and also Canelo when he won against Caleb Plant to unify the super middleweight. Yeah, Um, also Teofimo. Teofimo? Yeah. Um... It's like, okay, this isn't that common of an occurrence, usually. So the thing is, the winner of this fight is going to be the first welterweight undisputed champion since Zab Judah in 2007. That's 15 years. That's right. So this is actually going to be the first in the four-belt era. Only eight undisputed champs are in what we call the four-belt era yeah. since 2004, which means you have the IBF, WBA, WBC, and WBO belts all recognize as four major belts. Before that, it was just three, yeah. which leads to something very important on why Undisputed is a milestone and a true highlight of one's boxing career. Yeah. As great as Floyd Mayweather was, 50-0, five-division champion, he was never Undisputed. He claims he was because he won three belts off Pacquiao. Yeah. However, that was when we were in high school, so that's maybe 2014, 2015. Yeah. And we were already in a four belt era, and he claims that three belts would make it count, but maybe before 2004 it would have. It just doesn't. Yeah. So, as great as Floyd is, put on legendary fights, biggest fight in Vegas history. Yeah. Five division champion, so many accomplishments, 50 and 0 says itself. Yeah. Even he wasn't undisputed. So, to do this is truly a legacy maker. Yeah. And I would say that maybe the reason why Floyd didn't chase that title was because money. That money, yeah. It was literally uh, his all, nickname. All of the other, or the other champion in those divisions wasn't a seller. Like, a, it, w- it wasn't going to sell versus if he were to jump up and fight the best at this division. And then again, jump up, fight the best in that division. Like That's basically how he came up, you know? Yeah. Just jumping weight classes and taking on the best of the best in every division he got into and sometimes because floyd knew that the biggest draw in all of boxing was floyd he had no problem at times i'm sure if we go back and watch the history books yeah um floyd's probably given up a couple belts because he didn't want to do some crappy mandatories when he knew hey i can go and make 80 million off this next fight yeah it's the money team man like yeah what? i get that but to be undisputed that's um that's a that's like a it's legendary nice. status like you said there's only eight Unde- official undisputed champs in boxing since yeah. 2004. So. And the thing is, like, to do it with even more belts, 
and to deal with managing mandatories and hanging on to it. And the the world of boxing now with all these different promoters, it's even harder to go. But still, we have them. We have a lot of them now. And speaking of promoters and dealing with everything, <laughs> let's kind of get into some of the nitty gritty behind the fight here. So Ali gave the tail tape between the two fighters. I guess it's my job as Mark and Meddy to give the tale of the match itself. Yeah, the matchmakers. So this is different than the prior fights we've covered. This is just one promotion. Both fighters are with Premier Boxing Champions, yeah. our championship, PBC. Crawford actually was with top rank, but he was done with the Matthew Porter fight, which was 2021. Yeah, that's a while ago, but he's been wanting this fight and – I just don't think Top Rank was willing to give up much to make it happen, so he finally just broke ties with him. It makes it easier because a lot of the top welterweights are actually with PBC. Yeah. So it actually helps with orchestrating fights, keep things in-house, makes negotiations a bit smoother. And the thing is, Crawford's on a two-fight deal, which we'll get into in a second why that's actually a bit more memorable here. But for networks, this one, originally there was a conversation that it was going to be on both The Zone and Showtime, similar to... Ryan and Tank, yeah. but because it's under just one promoter itself, we're going with just Showtime. Now, you can buy it from your TV provider, pay-per-view.com, I think is the outlet, yeah. but the cheapest price I could see is directly from Showtime, which is eighty four ninety nine. That's the pay-per-view price. I'd say that's worth worth the buy, and we'll, I'm going to get into the card later. So, I think what's interesting is, in terms of like comparing it to Tank and Ryan, Yeah. There is a difference in promotion. So, like you mentioned, Tank and Ryan was a good fight to see. Mm-hmm. And it was great for the future of, not to disrespect, but almost the boxing novices or beginners trying to get into the world of boxing. Yeah. Because Ryan itself, like, Ryan's a good boxer. I'm never going to take that away from yeah. him. But he also is known as a social media presence. Yeah. A lot of the buildup included him just going on his influencer media tour, basically. Yeah. This is a different notion. We talked about how this is a fight that purists would want to see. It's been talked about for years. They're even marketing it differently. So you're looking at, you're still hitting like your podcast media tours, but it's more so the athletic centric ones versus let's just go on whatever social media stuff we can go on. Yeah. um, And I'd, I'd probably say that's because they really don't have as big of a following as Ryan or Tank. So they have to go this uh, traditional route, but I mean, I'm still paying attention, you know, so. Yeah, and, you know, like, they're on The Pivot with Channing Crowder, Fred Taylor, and Steelers Super Bowl champion mm. safety, R.C. Ryan Clark. Got it. Also, he, I Show up to the goat here. I think they just dropped a hot boxing with Mike, Mike Tyson. Yeah, they did that. That's something new for both, both of them. I've never seen them hop on podcasts, but still, you know. Yeah, and thankfully, they both look very comfortable. I mean... These are athletic-centered, yeah. or centered, you know, uh, podcasts, which helps. It's not like, okay, here's the BuzzFeed questions for you. That's not what happening. Do you, what do you carry in your boxing bag? <laughs> hey, Earl, what's your top five hot sauces of it's, the year? It's Earl. Earl. All right. Earl. Although, I'm sure there's some foreigners on uh, the British networks are saying, Errol Spence Jr. Like, come on now. Just pronounce what it is. Or Errol. Earl, Earl. I don't that's, know. That's tough. But yeah, no. So I think as far as the media stuff, like it's super interesting. But despite the fact they're not on what we're calling the social media stuff, like the wave as much. Yeah. I did some digging here, Ali. Okay. I looked at some Google trend analysis here <laughs> to see 
So what do you think was probably like the last big fight before this? Mm, I mean, probably the Fulton okay. most recently, Stephen I, Fulton versus that was, Ayoa, that was a good fight. NUA on Tuesday. I was kinda hoping he would Probably uh, say take or something. I was hoping to say Vasily Lomachenko and Devin Haney, but all right. Well, uh, the most memorable one. I mean, that was a rock. Well, <laughs> that was a robbery. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm still not over that, and I was going for Haney, but still. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so that was about May 20th. The mm-hmm. thing is, I did a Google trend result for both of these names and compare them. Mm-hmm. So most days from May 20th up until today which is July 27th, Thursday, day before weigh-ins and all the other stuff going on here. Mm-hmm. We are looking at the fact that Spence has actually been more popular most days in terms of Google search results. So, Ali, if you can read off the average since then, the coefficient of popularity on search results for Earl Spence Jr. 33. And then for Terrence Bud Crawford. Uh, 32. Perfect. So I think it's weird because even like today itself or a few days ago, July 23rd, Spence 100, Bud 97, which may seem okay. So there's some slight favoritism interest towards Spence. Yeah. However, when you look at it through regionality and this is power of Google Trends, yeah, you're going to you see something very interesting. And we'll post this screen grab, hopefully, before the fight so everyone can see what we're looking at as companion. Yeah. Uh, make sure you follow our Twitter at Meets Money, M-E-E-T-S, Money. Um, yeah, Ali, are you noticing anything very weird on this graph here? Well, what I'm seeing, is it makes sense. And that's, I see a lot of uh, Buck Crawford uh, dominance in the Midwest region, but in the, big, in the bigger states like Texas, Florida, California, that's uh, Errol Spence. Um. I mean, it makes sense. Uh, Buck Crawford is from Nebraska, so of course he's going to be dominating South Dakota, Wyoming, Nebraska, Iowa, New Hampshire. I, I guess, <laughs> but I, I, yeah, I mean, Arrow still got you know Texas, Florida, California. Uh, is that Oregon? No, that's Washington, and then the uh, the whole East Coast, basically, basically. Yeah, what's even weirder about this is so. If we do the subregion breakdown for Spence, Delaware, which is a small state, but like Texas and everything else, any state where Spence is more popular, it's still relatively even. Yeah, the states where, region. you know, Crawford's more popular, it is dominating. Like South Dakota and Wyoming, it's not the most massive populations, but it's straight up 100. In Nebraska itself, Crawford is more popular, 64 to 36. 100% though. South Dakota and Wyoming. Okay. Wait, go, go back on that. Like, put your... Scroll on there. Yeah. 100 to 0. Yeah. In the whole state. Percentage calculated out of searches for all two terms in South Dakota. Mind you, the search results were literally just their names. Mm. However, there's also some very interesting stuff, you know? Mm. Um, if you look at it for Spence, um, here's the related search results. You have Spence versus Crawford uh, pay-per-view. Spence Crawford undercard, Crawford versus Spence undercard, Earl Spence crash, and then Spence versus Crawford pay-per-view price. Do you notice a trend in that? That each one of those searches starts with one name. Majority. Spence. Spence. Yeah, it's almost as if like there's a natural idea of a 
A-side. But when we get to Crawford, there's something interesting. There's Spence versus Crawford undercard. Number three is Crawford-Spence pay-per-view price. Four is Spence-Crawford pay-per-view price. Five is Earl Spence versus Crawford odds, which is interesting. We got some boxing stuff. But number two, Ali, if you want to go ahead and read that. What did I say? He tried to dog me about it. Fulton versus NUA. It was a – look, it was a big fight. However, <laughs> I was trying I to build where you something. I were going with it because of May 20th. But... I was trying to build something here. <laughs> but, yeah. This is how you know you can enjoy this podcast. We don't do a lot of pre-production conversations. We uh, we trust the other and we just let things we fly. We call it freestyle. Absolutely. With a little – Notes. Yeah, I think it's uh, very interesting how some of the breakdowns are going here. Um, and also, clearly, if you're a Crawford fan, you are from the Midwest and you like to gamble. So, yeah. according to Google Trends. All right. Um, Spence, the name kept coming up like you're talking about. Yeah. Which indicates a lot of people that he naturally seems like the A side. Mm-hmm. But, Ali, you're covering these negotiations here. So, what's really going on here with actually settling the fight? So... As much as Errol believes he's the A-side, and I would, you know, any boxing fan would say he's the A-side, um, Crawford wasn't having that. He said, basically, like, if this fight is going to happen, everything's going to be down the middle. It's going to be 50-50, and that's exactly how it is. The purses, the pay-per-view, everything's 50-50, even up to the point of the ring walk, they won't. I don't know if they decided it yet, but what's going to decide who walks out first and last is uh, the flip of a coin. Um, there's also this one clause. You know, in the previous fights we covered, there were rehydration clauses, uh, weird rematch clauses that only favored one fighter, yeah. or, you know, versus the other. Well, this is the first time in a long time where I've heard there's a bi-directional rematch, which basically means Crawford or Spence could trigger this within 30 days of their first fight. And the rematch, this is what I like about this clause, is going to have to take place in the same year. So if we get a second fight, we're going to be seeing it by the end of this year. And I'd probably guess it's going to be in November. Which honestly would be great because if you really look at it, I mean, this is a undisputed fight. And unless we end up with a draw, which is rather rare, yeah. we can pull the odds for that later. Um, it's the fact that the winner of this is undisputed and you got somebody who has an automatic rematch available for him to possibly still be undisputed. I mean, you got yeah. champion versus champion on the line here. So I think that's why and we have a bi-directional rematch clause. I do want to note that it's something that you said earlier that Crawford signed only a two-fight deal. So potentially, I it sounds like it's looking like there's going to be a second fight here. Um. So, with all that being said, we're going to go to break. After break, we're going to be getting into the uh, to the meat and potatoes of the finances and economics of the fight. So, stay tuned. And welcome back to Sports Meets Money. Uh, did mention we're going to get into the economics of the fight. And I want to start off with the purses. Now, 
There's no definitive details as to uh, what these fighters will make, but two unnamed hedge funds offered $25 million for each fighter guaranteed, according to an earlier you know, interview with Buck Crawford. Um, nonetheless, both of these fighters are expected to bring in eight figures, tens of millions to their respective selves. Um, as far as revenue of the fight, um, we got them fighting in the T-Mobile arena, um, which seats 20,000 people. Uh, the pre-sale sold out within seconds. Uh, those tickets range from $500 to $9,000. Uh, now you can get them on resale for $300 to $6,000 on SeatGeek, which is interesting, but still, that's a good ticket right there. That's a ticket right there. Did the economy go down the drain? What happened? Uh, sounds like it. This fight type hasn't died. Yeah. Well, speaking about that, let's get into the pay-per-view and the legendary Eddie Hearn and his take on what we should expect to see as far as numbers come from this fight. So, as we know in previous episodes, like the Tank vs. Ryan one, they brought in a million buys for sure. Um, but Eddie Hearn is predicting that this is going to do half of that, 500 to 600,000 buys. And the reason why he sees that is because both guys are older. Um, Crawford, 35. Spence, 32. Um, as we mentioned earlier, they're not, their social media is not that big compared to Tank and Garcia. And according to him, uh, they never built large fan bases. And supposedly, I didn't look into it, but they never consistently sold out shows, which uh, I find that hard to believe because Spence got Jerry Jones begging for fights to happen at AT and T. So, yeah, but, I, yeah, I think Crawford is, uh, and this is why Spence is arguing he's the A side. I'm not gonna say Crawford's never sold out a fight because he's had some big fights. The Porter yeah. fight was massive for him. However. I know Spence is like a bigger draw in terms of selling. Yeah, and so like, that was interesting to hear. But Crawford is—I uh, don't think he's ever fought in a, I would say like a stadium or arena like Spence has. So that I guess that makes sense um, with you know Crawford being the kind of the the weak link as far as fans maybe. Uh, but he sure is bringing out the Midwest. <laughs> but why I think it's going to do better than 500,000 pay-per-view buys is because <clears throat> the card itself, for me, you know, there's a lot of big names, up-and-coming names that are going to be fighting all in this card. Uh, first, we got the under the co-main event is the Isak Cruz versus Giovanni Cabrera. They're both undefeated. Well, Cabrera's undefeated. Cruz got that one L with Tank, but nonetheless, Cruz is, is the bigger name here. This is for the WBA uh, title eliminator. Then we got Nolito Donaire, who had the fight of the year versus uh, Inoue uh, recently, um, versus Alexander Santiago for the WBC title in that weight class. And then we got two up-and-coming fighters, Sergio Garcia versus Jonas Tellez. And if you're a fight, a big fight fan like us, 
This is a heck of a card, and I'm excited to watch it. Um, and besides the card, these are two big names we have been waiting to, to, to see and watch, and it's finally happened, so it's going to do better than 500,000 views, in my opinion. Yeah, and, like, I just looked at the numbers. It was 1.2 million buys for Ryan and Tank. Which, even if it doesn't, because, like, you know, the whole social media deal. Yeah. But it's also, like, so here's a, since we're, you were talking about it, we're getting to the economics of this. Yeah. We've done this for, I think, baseball's All-Star Week. Let's kind of get into a quick economic conversation about this. This truly is freestyling, so I don't know how this is going to go. Mm-hmm. Ryan Garcia was extremely popular on social media, correct? Yeah. Would TikTok which is largely what he was famous on, right? Yeah. Outside of being a good boxer, I'm not going to take that away from him. I want to clarify that. Aren't most people on there too young to personally purchase a rather expensive pay-per-view? That's true. So here's the deal. If Spence and Crawford is more for the true fight fans, the purist, yeah. those are people who are usually a bit older, right? I mean, they're spending money. Yeah. yeah, barring maybe us in high school. We're watching these fights yeah but it's just like you know if we're like 25 year olds watching this we'll go and do that or we'll go pay for a cover at like a bar which is usually the best place to go watch it if you're not gonna watch it at a house yeah so it's just like i think even though there's a thing of oh they're not as big social media stars that's true you have two guys in their mid 30s they're not exactly the tiktok generation here but they also cater to a fan base of purists who likely have the income for it and historically would be willing to spend on it because that's how we get pay-per-view fights in boxing. And most likely don't care or know of uh, these streaming sites. Oh, yeah. They're like, man, I'm not going to deal with a buffer. I'm just going to buy that. (laughs) Yeah, that or like they'll just go somewhere in a group and they'll hit people up. Right, like go to a bar. My group chat, literally, it's my roommate, Mike, we always mention he's a boxing fan. Yeah. So me, him, uh, my brother, Kiesel, and a few others, we're just going to go to a random local bar here, go watch the fight. Yeah, I woke up with him. Like, I just woke up and he started talking to me about boxing. Like, I'm like, okay. Yeah. Talking about Shakur Stevenson and that beef he has with the whole division. Yeah, it's uh, but, Mike's a big Shakur fan, so that's yeah. interesting. Oh yeah, but yeah, no, as far as like my, the economic aspect of it, yeah. like purchasing power is a thing. So I think yes, it's not the bigger, larger audience of a social media presence. Yeah, but it's still the, the target audience of people who would have more discretionary income on average. Yeah, so I think and, that's pretty interesting. You know, to add to that. Like we said, these fighters are in their thirties, are in their thirties versus <clears throat> Tank and Ryan, who are in their early twenties. Yeah. So obviously, there's two different demographics with two different sets of income, which is gonna we're gonna see it here. The numbers are, I feel like the numbers are gonna show out this this weekend. I think they're gonna surpass Eddie Hearn's expectations. So it's hitting one million at least, in my opinion, and maybe. <laughs> Maybe it's because they're not his fighters that he's talking like this, but <laughs> yeah. Well, no. Man, Eddie Hearn's too busy worrying about the Jake Paul fight coming up. He's like, well, you know what? Why would they want to spend money on this fight when they yeah. can watch Jake Paul? <laughs> Matchroom has any money with that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'll mention earlier, it's at the T-Mobile Arena. So like I had to do with a gold cup at a NRG, mm-hmm. Reliant Stadium, whatever. 
Houston, Texas, home of the Texans, basically. Uh, do we got to do a lightning round? Uh, I don't think I can insult all these companies at once. I probably could, to be honest. So here's the deal. There's a list of the founding partners who likely have some money behind mm-hmm. this, which are Bud Light, owned by one, Anheuser-Busch, mm-hmm. Toshiba, mm-hmm. Schneider Electro- Electric. I don't know them. I guess they might be a local regional deal in like Nevada. Coke. Cola this time. Um, today it's Vegas. You have to specify Allegiant, the internet service provider, COX, City National Bank. Oh, you can't see. Hey, family show here. Wine and Spirits Giant, uh, Pernod Ricard. It's a French company. I had to look up how to pronounce it. I probably still screwed it up. And then we have the venue partners, which is the signs you would normally see, and usually like the vendors and everything, right? Melissa's Produce. I, I don't know why. It's just a random company that's on the website. Jack Daniels. Makes sense for boxing. Yeah. Foley Family Wines. Westfall Commercial Furniture. I'm guessing they promote it. Like, Club seating. Yeah, the, the chairs. Pizza Forte. Uh, Belfour. Freed's Bakery. Clear. When you need to get through TSA. <laughs> University Medical Center for when you have CTE from boxing. And the French beverage giant, Remy Cointreau, a.k.a. Remy Martin Cointreau and stuff like that. Now, Ale, we got through the money. We got through the sponsors and the economics. Yeah, but I want to ask you this question. You notice how the Tank and Garcia sponsors were not like these? Yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see what the ring ones are going to be. So... (laughs) Oh, the ring ones, yeah. We, oh, we got to do a recap. Then. Yeah. Although what's interesting is I think uh, as far as – I'm curious to see whose sponsors are on the shorts because Crawford and Spence have at least one company in common, which is Everlast, but I think they have two or three other smaller sponsors in common as well. Yeah. I think Spence has more sponsorships overall, to be honest, um, which, you know, it's not even a knock or whatever. It's like some fighters just like, hey, screw it. Let's throw in a couple extra logos. Let's make an extra two, three hundred thousand dollars, right? And mm-hmm. bad about it. Heck, I would do it. Yeah. So I think we'd have to look into it, but that was also at the T Mobile Arena, I believe, Ryan and Tank. Mm-hmm. So largely it would have been the same. We can go ahead and just compare with the uh, ring sponsors Maybe, next week. Yeah, though. like with the recap, I, I, on the recap, I should probably ask you that, but I was just like, but yeah, we'll save it for the recap. Yeah, because uh, the one I think you're thinking about is uh, what is it, Gatorade Fit? Yeah, is that all what those, it was? All these bright colors. Well, you know what? Something to take note of is like, maybe just pay attention to the ring. You know what? That's interesting. You're talking about the colors and everything. Remind me next week for this. I'll go ahead and like take some screen grabs and I'll do a quick marketing breakdown. Okay. All the demographics. I got you. Because um, largely, when you look at these, it's also TV product. Yeah, that's what so, I'm saying. Yeah. I got you on that one. But, Ale, I think it's time to put our money where our stupid opinions tend to be. At least my stupid opinions. It's time to make some picks here, buddy. Okay, so this this week. Can I preface it with this? I only got a pick for the main fight. So if you want me to go first, I can go first. You can go first. Let me pull up this card again. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I feel like you're ready to cook me here. So, purely because I think the guy 
is in the mix so much and is willing to constantly put touches on the fighter mm-hmm. to just figure out the range with the jab or just to like throw off somebody trying to read. I think Spence can actually win this. If it goes the distance and the decision, I'm not as sure. Yeah. I'm, I don't think Spence is going to like fully like flat out KO him or something. Yeah. But I could see maybe a late round TKO, like whoever figures each other out. Plus, I think if I remember correctly, Crawford likes to figure out stuff in the first few rounds. Yeah. I think Spence would win those rounds. Yeah. Just because Spence is going to be in the mix. He's going to put touches on him. And I feel like he has a better chance to end pass fights. Uh, Crawford's had to actually reacting to a guy who's basically a switch hitter. Yeah. And one of the top switch hitters. Plus, he's a southpaw. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and go with Spence. I don't have a particular round, but I think he uh, wins actually during rounds. I don't think that was the decision. Okay. Okay. Well. I'm going to start from the bottom up, and that's uh, we got Sergio Te- Te- Garcia versus uh, Jonas Tellez. Even though he's going to write this down. This one I'm not too confident confident about is because these are both up-and-coming fighters. With I don't think they have more than 10 fights. But I'm going to go with Jonas Tellez. Uh, then we got Nonito Donaire versus Alexander Santiago. I think they're both under, uh, both really good fighters. Um, but I'm going with Nonito Denier. How do you spell that again? D-I-N-E-R or something? D-O-N-A-I-R-E. Then we got Isak Cruz versus Giovanni Cabrera. This is going to be a really good fight. But I just think that Isak Cruz's uh, act- activeness is going to win him the fight, whether by knockout or decision. Nonetheless, give me Isak Cruz. And finally, let's hear it. Drum roll. I'm going to get Errol Spence. Uh, solely because I feel like this fight is going to be in the trenches. And I feel like when you're in that, when you're in that trench and in that mode, you switch back to what you're taught, like what you know. And for Spence, it's fundamentals. You go back to your jab, your body work, set up those big shot, shots to the head versus Buck Crawford. And you'll notice it in the fight because he'll start off slow and then he'll get pissed off and then he'll just start throwing all these weird like punches from every angle, which is, an, is a pro, but... Also a con because he's throwing so much, he's leaving himself open. He has great defense, but uh, Spence is known to walk people down and break them, literally. And to add to that, I think with throwing the wild throws and everything, I don't think, because what is it, I think you mentioned earlier, it's a two-inch reach advantage for Crawford. Yeah. I don't think that really comes into play as much. I think Spence will get in the mix when needed. Yeah, and we also got to mention Spence is coming down for this fight. There's no rehydration clause, so he's going to be the bigger guy here, and he might be, you know, I think he'll be able to eat those punches, you know, fairly well. He's going to take those punches fairly well and do what he does to every fighter he fights with and walk walk him down, break him down in the body, set up those shots to the head, and he's going to land those. I 
Hope it goes uh, knockout, but I got Spence by decision. Okay, you know what? Since we both have that, and this is the first time you and I have actually agreed on the same pick here. Yeah. So there goes, gloating over the other. Yeah. Let's do this. Let's look at what Vegas has to say. Mm. So I've pulled up a sports book that I'm not going to name because we uh, don't have a deal with them. Mm. So here's the official odds. Let's go with the money line first, right? It's the mm. most basic one. And I'll let, as I'm going through these, if you want to help explain for anybody who might be new to gambling, because it's a trend <laughs> and not a lot of people are familiar with these terms. Yeah, they're like, ooh. So money line, Ale, how would you best describe this? This is basically the flat out winner. Like, who's gonna win? Is it Errol or Terrence Crawford? That's all the money money line means. So, here's the actual odds: money line, Spence plus one twenty, Crawford minus one fifty. Do you want to go ahead and explain this? So let's both of these fighters put them at zero. That's your that's your starting line. Now move Crawford back one hundred fifty steps. That's where he starts. Then move Errol Spence 120 steps up. That's where he starts. Basically, Spence has a uh, 120-step advantage in this foot race. So, and Crawford is 150 steps behind the start line. So basically, Spence with a lead is still expected to not win basically yeah he's the race. underdog and to give it to a more monetary value right yeah because people don't want to know when it comes to gambling how much can i win mm -hmm. since it's plus 120 if you bet a hundred dollars on spence because these are what's called american odds mm -hmm. you see plus and minus and they go off if you put up a hundred dollars how much would you win that's what the plus and minus is based on if you want, put $100 on Spence to win, your payout would be $220. For every $100, you will win $120. Yeah. However, for Crawford, who is favored in this fight, and he has a minus odds of minus 150, mm -hmm. if you bet $100, you will only, you're going to get $166.66, which realistically means you're profiting $66 bucks yeah. versus profiting $120 from betting $100 on Spence. Which I think these odds to me are, are kind of outrageous. Yeah. I'm Especially when um, Spence is labeled as the number one welterweight in the world. What does Vegas know that we but don't? <laughs> that's always the That's what I'm saying. If it goes a decision, don't be surprised if you see something like, like you get a Lomachenko type of decision. Oh, God. Please, no. Um, <laughs> here's the deal. So the next one we want to bring in, we're only going to bring two or three different types of bets here because we want to slowly integrate, explain to the public what gambling and sports is like because mm -hmm. it's a big part of sports business nowadays. Yeah. So the next one is total rounds. Now, usually I've seen a lot of fights at nine and a half, which means that anytime you see a half for anything gambling wise, yeah. it's because they want you to have a definitive answer. So these are for rounds. Do you think the fight is going to go for more than 10 and a half rounds which would mean the championship rounds 11 and 12, 12 yeah. or under 10 and a half which is the normal rounds of 1 and 10. here are the odds for that if you think the fight's going to go into the championship rounds it's actually minus 270. it's actually the favorite compared to thinking the fight's going to be over in 10 rounds which is plus 190. Mm -hmm. and if i were 
if I were a betting man, uh, I'd probably put it over, but I'd probably mix that up with a knockout. If, if a knockout were to happen, I see it happening in the 11th or 12th round. So, glad you brought that up. So, let's look at these winning methods. This is one of the other major ways people bet. There's other stuff like fighter props and round props, but that's a complicated deal we'll get into in a future episode. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Ale, yeah. for Spence to win by knockout, TKO, or DQ, mm-hmm. it's actually plus 500. That's uh, basically saying that that's unlikely to happen. If you put up a hundred bucks, you are winning five hundred. Yeah. But you don't have to put up a hundred. Let's say you put up twenty bucks, you're winning a hundred bucks straight up from that. But if you think Crawford's gonna win by KO, TKO, or DQ, yeah. it's actually plus two seventy. Which basically means Crawford has a better chance, according to Vegas, to knock out Errol Spence than the other way around. Now, I think we're, we're not contractually bound by anybody to do any of this, but we are in good faith going to still say this. Mm-hmm. Um, please gamble responsibly. Yeah. Understand your limits. And if you feel like you might have any sort of problems with gambling, there's a few national hotlines and numbers you can reach out to and possibly your state if you're in a state which legalizes gambling. And with that being said, I'm going to give you my, my, my fight, my, my picks. If I were to bet I'm in Texas, I can't do that. I got Errol Spence money line over ten and a half rounds. Uh, I want to bet a knockout, to be honest. And if I were to bet a knockout, it'd probably be Spence, and that's money. Now, because these are all too tied to each other, you're not allowed to actually go ahead and try, parlay try. them, are you? I believe you are. Money, money line over ten and a half. Let's see. I believe you can. There are three different. Yeah, but I think just because it's like. Because you're adding in the KO. Let's see. Let's see here. You want who do you want by KO Spence? Spence. Okay. Let's see here. You could parlay, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Sorry, unfortunately your picks cannot be parlayed. Ah, uh, okay. Well then take the is it because of the rounds or what? I think it might be rounds. Let's see. We are using a uh, sports book we are not familiar with because we do not gamble. Okay, so it's, it's the uh, winning method. It's the winning method. So then I'd probably get Spence uh, over 10 and a half. Let's see. I just, I don't know. See, here's okay, the thing. I don't know how for boxing it would work. Like, we're in group chats, even fantasy football, where our friends in different states who can yeah, those are my gamble. best, though. So, uh, I put singles on, on the money line for Spence over 10 and a half and... If I'm feeling lucky, I put Spence knockout. Okay, so it's time for one final thing before we wrap this up. Mm. The 30-second question. Now, let me load up this. Uh, what? Sorry, the university emails. That's that's going to be interesting. i got to read that in a bit. All right, let's see here. Timer. Ali, are you ready for your 30-second question? Yes, sir. Brought to you by nobody because for some reason we don't have a sponsor for the segment. Well, we get we we get views on these uh boxing uh boxing episodes. So yeah. So here's the deal. Before we count into thirty seconds okay. here, I want to phrase this. I had a free stops question last time we did this. So we talked about how Tank and Ryan was great for, and we've talked about it in the past as well. Yeah. We've talked about how it's great for people to get into the sport of boxing, right? Mm-hmm. This is the very beginner. Mm-hmm. 
in terms of what this fight means, and we've talked about it being more for the quote-unquote purist and an older, more seasoned boxing audience, yeah. do you feel like this fight has any potential, and why, to help bridge the gap for, hey, we're new to boxing, I watched Tank and Ryan, this is the fight that's going to help cement me and get me into boxing more and more. Like, what does this do in the process of getting somebody to be fully converted into the cult of boxing fans? Okay. You ready? And go. So I feel like Ryan, the Tank and Garcia fight was a good bridge into boxing. And with the Spence and Crawford fight, you're going to actually see a lot of technicality, which I feel like any, anybody could appreciate. Like, you know, these they're taking these angles and they're t- uh, throwing these shots. And I feel like this fight is going to make those younger fans appreciate the sport more. And that's my take. <laughs> you had three seconds to spare. I just wanted the sound effect. No, to I, mean, I, mean, I mean, it's to me, it's like if I just got into it, I just saw these younger fighters get into it. Now I'm into the sport. What's going to keep me is probably a fight like this where you got two of boxing's finest fighters going up against each other. Technically, they are both, I would say, better or on par than both of the previous fighters, Tank and Garcia. So, all right. So for you, no, let me put the time on you. <laughs> I was gonna say, do you want me to answer with this question because I haven't thought about it yet for this reason, or do you want to go with something else on the fly? It's my thirty seconds. You you're marketing ready. Okay. What do you got for me? All right. So my question is. Uh, I want to come up with some type of marketing question, but anything business related. The degree does say bachelor's of business administration, so and also just a sports fan in general, as you know. So I can probably BS an answer here. Nah, we'll, we'll stick to it. So it's basically the question of bridging the Garcia fans to this fight and how that'll affect. Or if, if this fight will help bridge that gap, is basically your question. And you know what? I'll go ahead and tackle it from a marketing perspective. I got you. All right. So in three, two, one, go. So a key principle of adopting somebody into some sort of fanhood or any sort of advertising itself is the idea of are we creating exposure, right? You need to reach for it. Ryan's actual social media presence was a great reach for it. Then the fight itself exposed a lot of newer people into the sport of boxing itself. However, once you have that, you need to have frequencies going on here. So another frequency would be Dan Haney and Lomachenko. But beyond that, now we're looking at this newer fight, which I think is a greater frequency. I'm rolling. It's fine. Yeah, roll. roll. I'll, I'll take the L on that one for today. I won. I'm freestyling it. That's cool. So here's the thing. Having to define the technicalities and stuff is annoying. Here's what I kind of mean by frequency now. It's the fact that you want to keep repeating great fights going on. Mm-hmm. And not only, as you mentioned, from a boxing perspective, you're getting more technicalities. Yeah. You're reaffirming the idea of hype fights. This is a good year for boxing because we're conveniently getting a lot more hype fights here. We have Ryan and Tank. Despite what you want, we have controversy of Haney and Lomachenko. Yeah. We had Canelo and Ryder, which really was just Canelo being a draw himself. Yeah. I don't think Ryder has much of a draw coming into this and that's initial canelo fights we'll get into the future with and now we have this fight outside of 
the fight that happened last week with the monster just killing Fulton here. Yeah. So I think just because we're getting this repetition mm-hmm. of quality fights with people talking about it, yeah. I think it's really helping out, especially on people's social media algorithms. Just that keyword of boxing, just being there associated with great fights is going to help with that exposure. Yeah. So hard to throw in for 30 seconds. As soon as you asked, I was like, screw it. Just probably a marketing <laughs> Medi moment in here. So, yeah, with that being said, um, it's Thursday. We haven't got to final weigh-ins or anything yet. That's going to yeah. happen. Um, we're just here for a great fight, and it's going to be that this weekend. So wherever you can, go watch the fight. Spend a few bucks somewhere. Do it very legally, I guess. Yeah, responsibly. There we go, especially with the gambling and with boxing. If you look at the sponsors list, usually comes drinking. Drink responsibly. Get yourself some sort of ride share. Um, yeah. And that's been Sports Meets Money, where our business is sports. I'm one of your co-hosts, Med, a.k.a. Mark and Medi, joined by my brother, Alejandro, a.k.a. Ale Suave. You can follow us on Twitter at Meets Money, M-E-E-T-S Money. Uh, we got YouTube, Sports Meets Money. We got, what else we got? We got Instagram, Instagram Sports Meets Money. TikTok, Sports, sports Meets, meets Money. money. Uh, we're not on threads yet because it's... Pretty much dead already. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. Vine's dead. Oh, I'm sure we're on MySpace, I guess. I don't know. Follow everywhere you can, people. We're going to upload some stuff. Um, and yeah, go just like, subscribe everywhere. Thanks so much for listening. And we are out. Cut. <laughs>